This is the USA Rugby Happy Hour Live here on Twitter Spaces. Uh, we are here for another 30 minutes or so to talk USA Rugby right now. Uh, we usually talk some Major League Rugby as well, but obviously we're talking about a very, very big match coming on this Saturday. Uh, we do encourage you, you guys listening, to come up here and ask our guests, our guests questions. Um, they love it. It's a really good chance for them to actually say hello and ask you questions for, uh, person to person. You know how it is. These players love shaking hands and talking about the game. So come on up, request in the bottom left, and ask questions away. Also, uh, to get updates on future shows and news about USA Rugby, Major League Rugby, and more, follow Eagles Overseas and Rugby Morning here on Twitter and most other spaces, uh, social media channels, sorry. Uh, and also, tonight's show is brought to you by Myoderm, the leader in CBD creams. Save 20% on your order with discount code EAGLES at myoderm.com. That's M-Y-A-D-E-R-M.com. I'm Bill Baker of Eagles Overseas, host of Eagle Eye Rugby Podcast, my co-host, John Fitzpatrick is away this weekend, so I'm carrying the load, and uh, hopefully it's working out well. All right, so it's time to move on to our next guest. Uh, I hope we're not keeping, I think dinner's over, so hopefully we didn't keep him away from any, uh, you know, necessary nourishment needed for this weekend's game. Uh, Let's please welcome Joe Talfetti. How are you, Joe? Hey, Bill. Thanks for having me. I'm good. Great Um, to hear I'm a little bit devastated because Greg just (laughs) missed the salad, and I think the steaks steaks are uh, starting to come out now. (laughs) it it should be i guess the question should have been there um who who's the biggest pig of an eater of an eater uh greg peterson or or you so probably greg right yeah probably (laughs) greg i'll give it to greg oh you hate me for saying that but yeah it's Greg. all right technically i said it so you can blame it on me (laughs) so so you're off today i asked greg the same thing uh what were you up to today yeah i pretty much just stayed in um i did a little photo shoot with winter green just to help support, you know, our our sponsors. But other than that, just stayed in and and uh, relaxed, watching a, a new show called The Boys on Prime. Ooh. Highly recommended. So I, I did see an Instagram video of you, yeah, getting your photo taken. You were passing the ball to Manasa, and then there was Chance Wenglewski juggling all of the soundtrack of Tony 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 feels good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the work in the Osberger there. He was yeah. behind the scenes. <laughs> All right, Joe, let's get right into it. Let's talk about last week's match. You know, obviously, um, the scenes were incredible with the turf and all that stuff. Uh, it must have reminded you of your playing days of football as a kid. Yeah. Hello? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, we can hear you. Yeah, it did. I mean, uh, when it started raining, uh, when we were warming up, it felt like I was playing backyard football again, um, whether that be on the street or in the grass or at the park or something like that. It was just – it felt good, you know what I mean? And, and even to have the crowd – even though they were against us, but the amount of emotion that they showed, um, you know, really took me back. I mean, it's it, sometimes it's a fun game to play in, but I mean, I guess in that level, you know, and that intensiveness, I mean, it's it's difficult. I mean, the, the game changed obviously to more of a forwards game, and you can tell because at the end of the game, all the forwards had brown uniforms and all the backs had white uniforms. So <laughs> a lot yeah. of weight in your shoulders in that game, right? Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm telling you, all the boys on the plane were sore as heck. Uh, Greg was lucky. He had a nice little um, exit row seat, so he wasn't complaining about anything. But, yeah, the boys were really working hard that game. And you did hear him mention how you were snoring in the back of the, the plane, right? Yeah, he did say. I heard him say that. I'm going to get him after this. <laughs> All right. With that said, let's go to our first listener. Augie Rugger, why am I I'm missing your name for some reason? Why am I forgetting your name? Aggie Rugger, this is Nick. Nick, how are you? Hey, guys. Hey, Joe, just wanted to ask, uh, 
you have a favorite nickname and why is it Mighty Joe? Yeah, you, you know, that, that was actually, that was my nickname back in high school. They used to call me Mighty Joe Young. But yeah, that was one of my favorite ones growing up. But other than that, it was, it just became Big Joe or yeah, or just, yeah, Big Joe. Nice. Nice. I like the nickname questions. Those are great. I always wonder about Twitter handles and all that stuff too, about how they got these things. Like, like Greg has touchdown, uh, you know, GP, that kind of stuff. But uh, those are great questions. Uh, okay, a little more about the, the game last week, uh, Joe. You know, obviously wet, dirty ball. And I didn't keep track of the lineouts and how they went. Um, but, I mean, would this be one of those games where maybe you, you would have kept more short lineouts, or is that maybe reserved for uh, more windier games? Um, yeah, I mean, we kind of adjusted to, to, you know, the conditions. It was really wet. The ball yeah. was really slippery. And then, I mean, but Nick does a really good job at calling lineouts. So, I mean, I back his call whatever call it would be, and then it just comes down to, to our own drills, you know, at the end of it. But, I mean, I, I think having the game here in, in Denver would be a huge game changer, especially for the set piece. Oh, I bet. And it, it must feel good to be back at Hooker, or you just you just, you don't care as long as you're playing? Yeah, that's that, that's my thought process. But obviously, I love playing Hooker. Uh, that, that's my main position. As long as I'm on the field, I'm happy. Well, how much time when you're in training, how much time are you spending – you know, packing down at prop or working on your hooker skills? No, I think my prop days are done now. I mean, because I think, <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's done now. So, I mean, I'm happy to just stick to, to one job and, and really, um, you know, get better at that craft even more. Well, you heard it, folks. Uh, he's done as a prop. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I mentioned before with Greg also, he's in the front, front row performed very well against the Condors. You know, was there something you did specifically for this match or was just you, you know, David and Paul, all just having a better match than, than the Chilean front row? I think for, uh, I mean, as far as playing with David and Paul and the the training during the week, it was all about our own process and, and trying to trying to uh, combine what we want as a front row and, and kind of leading that towards the forward pack and kind of, you know, giving the feedback to the back rows or to, to the locks on how we feel. And, and I think that was the biggest thing is that, we kind of grew as a, as a forward pack and especially as a front row is that we found connections within each other that we can use to, to be better when it comes down to scrum time. Because that was one thing that we focused that um, was, you know, really putting a dominance on, on scrums. I just want to remind the listeners, uh, we really encourage you to come up here and ask questions. Um, I don't mind being uh, long-winded and asking them all, but uh, it gets boring. So any of you guys want to come up, go ahead and ask a question. And ask you, after your question, I do drop you back down into the general population. I'm not mad. I'm just putting you back down there. Come on up and ask another question if you like. And on cue is our friend Beer Beer Beer. Hi, Joe. This is Corey again. Um, question, uh, which culture did you enjoy playing in more, the French culture or the uh, England when you were over there? Nice, Corey. Hey, Corey. Um, yeah, I mean, both cultures have their own benefits, but I found that playing in the French culture was um, was a lot more more emotion to it. I mean, you can kind of tell if you if you know a fellow Frenchman um, is that they're really emotional they're really passionate about what they do and and that goes to show when it comes to their fans as well is um, you know sometimes when it comes to kicking posts sometimes they're not always that quiet or you know and um, but yeah I mean I did enjoy my time in England and um, I think with playing in front of a crowd I'd much rather play in front of a French crowd because of the emotion and passion that they carry it's kind of like how Chile was last week. It was just a lot of emotion and, and passion, which I thrive off of and enjoyed. Uh, next listener, Jaden. 
Hey guys. So Joe, uh, you've played over in England and then most recently in France and now you're back in the MLR. So having had all that experience at different levels, who do you think among the Eagles is going to be the next to make the jump over to Europe? Oh, wow. That's a really great question. I think, um, Bill's kind of put it on, uh, you know, hit the nail on the coffin there with, um, you know, Christian Dyer or, or Lopetti. And yeah, I think, I think, uh, Bill's got it. Those two are, are the ones to look out for. Yeah. I think, um, we love having them here in the country in major league rugby, but, um, me personally with all the coverage I've done overseas, I'd love to see what they can do over there also. And again, nothing against MLR. I just love, especially for the experience of young guys like yourself, Joe, making that trip over there, especially with family, how difficult that is uh, to get that experience. You really can't get anywhere else uh, making yeah. that trip. I mean, uh, if I can add, yeah. as a forward pack, I think COC Mahoney is a, is, a, is a good prospect, you know, always looking to learn. And then there's um, Moni as well the, as a back row, and also Hanko, if you really, you know, uh, if you really look at how Hanko plays, you can see how aggressive and how much he wants yeah. it. And I, and I believe those guys are, are potential guys that could make the next step overseas. And, you know, it's not for everybody also, you know, Joe, I think you'll agree. It's, you know, guys have tried it, you know, Palomo uh, a few years back, you know, uh, Tamalo tried it and it's not for everybody, you know, and they try it yeah. and they go back or it just didn't work out. So worth the effort, at least, at least if they do make the, the attempt over there, they do have that, that safety net of major league rugby or, or another league over here, which is great. Yeah. All right, thanks, Jaden. You can come back up and talk again if you like. Uh, all right, let's, let's talk a little bit more. Uh, one last thing about that. Well, actually, a little more about Chile. Um, this might be a bit of a long-winded question because um, I have way too many notes about this. But uh, mm-hmm. with with you and KP scoring a try this last week, now that puts you at 20 international tries. You scored your first career try against Chile back in 2016, and that was in a, a route of 64 nothing over Chile. Uh, the funny thing about that is you and Tamil are the only two from that match that played in last week's match. But then USA has gone on to beat them the next three times or so by large margins. So what is it that Chile has done to improve so much in five years, you know, to only lose by one point to you guys? You know, is there uh, – what is the big difference that maybe you noticed after playing against them a couple of times? Um, as, like, during the week, you, you, when we do doing our scout and stuff like that, we, we start seeing that majority of these guys play together on a yearly basis, so – at their yeah. club team, they're, they're together. And so, I mean, like how this steak dinner that we're having together, the bonding that we have, um, it kind of builds us and makes us closer on the field. Imagine having that for a whole year around as an international team. You get 13 out of the 15 guys that play for Chile playing at the same club. You know, it's something that, that you know, obviously we're pushing for is to get more Eagles that are playing overseas to come and play in the MLR together that way we're, you know, kind of in the same system, same areas, trying to trying to build to make, you know, just to be around each other a little bit more. But I think just being, you know, that that that, that kind of brotherhood environment really really right. thrives for them. And I think that that's what they're they're built on at the moment. And and you know the the passion to want to play for each other is what what I feel like is is the game changer. You know, I, I obviously we're all happy, especially you guys, for the win last week. Um, would I be? Would it be fair for me to say that the team is somewhat disappointed by just a one-point win? I think we're, at the end of the game, we're always going to scale back to to how we felt we executed our own roles. Yeah. And when we look back on what we wanted to do, did we execute what we wanted to do? And 
there were some parts that were that were good, some parts that were bad, and and you know at the end of the day, the win is a win, and I think you know you're always going to take a win any day, and you got to build off of the mistakes that you did make, and yeah, I mean that 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 was the main focus after that. I mean, there's there are a couple of heads obviously thinking that they we should have came out, you know, yeah, way more on top, but obviously part of rugby, you know. Well, that's why they play the game, and if, especially in front of that large home crowd, you know Chile was going to be, you know, upbeat and up for the task. So, like you said, they've grown, and it's not going to be the same team you guys faced those three or four times prior. Uh, but, but, but you now are back in your climate that you're that you love the most, the kind of climate you grew up in, that ninety degree heat. Uh, maybe yeah. not, maybe not the altitude, but that heat. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was going to say that. <laughs> Uh, but how is training this week back in that temperature? You know, is everyone relaxed or is it is there somewhat of a stressful sense of a do or die situation? No, I think everyone's rela- not relaxed in a sense that we're not ready to do the job, but in a sense that we flew in after a red eye on Monday and literally had the okay. morning to rest. And after the morning rest, we, you know, he was a, he was our, our uh, SNC. Put us on in the gym and it kind of got the the flight legs out of us and you know it was back to work the next day and it was literally we're just here to work and and you know on a day off like this to come together and actually enjoy a meal together outside of the hotel um, kind of just makes every all the work that you've done during the week all the travel all the the mishaps that might have happened on travel days or whatever um, makes it that much sweeter especially when it comes to to kickoff time. Speaking of travel, did anyone lose their luggage? <laughs> no, we just um, <laughs> there's this thing going on with Paul Mullins. I don't know what Paul Mullins up to, but apparently he's putting putting stone rocks in people's luggages. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you say stolen rocks? No, stone like big stone. Oh, okay, like bigger. Little, like yeah, so they, <laughs> like <laughs> I don't know what he's up to, but uh, yeah, people caught on to what he was doing. Irish. All right, let's go to our uh, next level. Dan, how are you? Hey, how's it going? Sorry, I lost my voice a little bit. Um, bringing up bad memories, I lost my luggage on a trip back from Barcelona last week. <laughs> um, and also, uh, Joe, I just wanted to see uh, one of the big uh, issues in rugby right now is, you know, the, the red and the yellow cards with the head contact. So I just want to see how, how are you guys or how is your staff working with you guys to kind of refine your technique to stay out of trouble with the with the head clashes and the high contact? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, when it comes to just us in general, we're always training to, to you know, be at that hip height when we're tackling. And then when, it, when you finish off the tackle, the other guys kind of – we're looking to kind of slow down the ball carrier, but – I think all of us are just training to to be at that level, be comfortable being low, especially coming off of the uh, defensive line. I hope that answers the question for you. Yeah, yeah, thank you. All right, let's go on to Quinn. Quinn Perry, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Um, I was just asking, um, how do you guys like to prepare to play in such altitude, and do you try to use that as an advantage when you play against a team like Chile? Uh, yeah, I think the altitude already, you know, kind of helps us in a way because we've played and trained here before and we kind of know how what it takes to, to climatize early on like like how we did when we first got off the flight we had the morning off and then in the afternoon we went into kind of like a fitness slash gym session 
to kind of get it, you know, get our lungs back into, into, you know, I guess not sea level, but at this altitude. So, um, yeah, I think it'll play at a big advantage for us when it comes to Chile because they're not used to this kind of altitude. And, and we look to kind of push the pace when, when kickoff starts. Definitely. Thank you. Hey, hey, Quinn, Quinn, uh, Quinn, what do you play rugby? Uh, I used to play, um, in California. I played on the USA team with David a little bit earlier on, on like the U20s and stuff. Um, oh, yeah. But I don't, I don't play anymore. I play football at University of Colorado up in Boulder. Um, oh, nice. But this is my last year, so if the NFL doesn't work out, then I was going to go back to rugby. So. Hey, man, come on back. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, man. Come out to the game, you know. And well, I'll be there 100%. The yeah, All I'll right, be there for sure. for sure. Nice. Thanks, Quinn. Yes, sir. Thank you. Yeah, I was I was looking up the uh, the altitude there of of Santiago, and I remember people saying that's high altitude, but that's not even near. I mean, it's like eighteen hundred, and of course, Denver's like fifty two hundred. So yeah, yeah. And their air quality apparently is really bad. Yeah, There's some parts of the city where you're not really, it's not really safe to get into. But yeah. All right, we got a special listener come up again. He gave Greg Peterson an amazing question. Oh, here we are. Here he is. <laughs> Uh, hey, Mighty Joe, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Hey, um, I just wanted to ask a quick question. Uh, I know last week's uh, conditions were uh, something out of uh, a movie, and it was uh, very freezing. I just wanted to ask, um, how did you feel finding uh, comfort in your long, luscious hair and uh, loose head prop? And um, do you think that changed your your play in the game? And and um, did it help a lot when you were out there? Thank you. <laughs> yeah, thanks for the um, thanks for the question there, Panda. Um, yeah, so my loose head, he likes to wear really tight clothes and that goes the same thing with his jerseys and his shorts. So it's really good for me to really find and hold tight when it comes to scrumming. So it makes me really comfortable that I know that he's right there with me. So I'm going to tell him if he's listening, keep wearing tight clothes everywhere you go, please. Thank you. (laughs) What we need to get back is, um, get Chris Bauman. Um, maybe uh, um, the guy from Free Jazz, Kyle uh, Sakura, with his hair. Um, yeah. maybe Chance with his hair, of course. Um, you know, you. I saw a picture of you today with that your scrum cap on, and whoa, that hair. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's coming back now. So <laughs> I miss it. I mean, now that I'm seeing Chance come back in, his hair is looking nice, and then David's hair. I'm missing out here. There's something, and then now we have Moni on our team as well. So that's something to be. I'm scared of them now. <laughs> all right all right we're gonna step back and ask you a couple more questions about this week's game and then uh we're gonna have a couple of fun questions also before we wrap up um generally speaking let's uh, tell us the message that gary's been giving you guys this week yeah it was just what i said before is that it was all on what we want to do and if we look back at the game did we execute what we wanted to do and that will tell you and dictate where you are as a player if you want to reveal it to yourself but Main message is on us. If we execute what we were planning to do, it should be, it should flow for us. You know what I mean? And and Gary's really big on um, momentum changes. So in a game when there's kick chases and if there's a 50-22, there's a momentum shift. And in the game, he measures that. And so if we stay on top of our, or if we manage our momentum shifts um, well, so if there's something that we give away a penalty or something and, um, you know, and, and, and they kick a line out, we give another penalty. Those are momentums that we need to to just stop it and look at each other and kind of 
say that what do we need to do different or what do we need to do? Someone, Paulie's looking at me now. This interview, but uh, what are we, what are we going to do differently? I mean, we need to stick to the plan, you know, and ABC, right back to ABC, and that's been the message: is that we we got to just focus on ourselves. And, and let's talk about the team um, since you came onto the scene, uh, what fifteen, sixteen, something like that. Um, you know, how has the team like grown since you've been on the squad? You know, how has it in, improved as a squad? It's amazing. I mean. I, since 2015, um, it's just been a huge growth and a lot of a lot of uh, young players. And, and to kind of see the shift, you know, when Toddy was there before he left, and then when Blaine, Blaine left, and there was kind of like this whole new new generation coming in, kind of just being the older person. Um, it's amazing to kind of sit back and look at because you start seeing um, a lot of those younger guys speaking up and and actually having a voice in the meetings and, 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 you know, it's really good for, for us as a team to, to want to grow and get the best out of each other is, is to come together to it for a solution and to hear the young guns, you know, like, like David, like speaks mm-hmm. up at times. And, and it's good to hear from a young person who's got experience already uh, to, to speak up in meetings and, and kind of just share that way we're all involved because we're in the meeting. We all want to be part of the meeting. We don't want to be, you know, bystanders, even though, there's some, you know, people who are prefer just to sit there. It's fine, but you know what I mean. And it's just great to see a lot of the young guys stepping up. So you think this weekend, do you think we'll see um, Big Joe on the wing at some time, at some point? And, and I, I mentioned that because oh, obviously it'll be a lot better where uh, it won't turn to much most of a forward game. Well, maybe it could, but because of the conditions, there may be some more spinning the ball at the backs, that kind of thing. So will we see you on the wing? <laughs> I always, I always joke about this, but it actually happens at times. The yep. only time I play wing is when I need a breather. So if you see me on the wing, you'll know that that's when I'm, I'm, I'm having a little quick breather because there's this, you know, especially with altitude, there'll be a, there'll be at least once where I'm gonna have to dig deep to get get back in the middle. So most guys put their hands on their knees and and breathe. You're like, I'm gonna hang out here for a while. <laughs> no, I'll tell you, Gary will pull my butt behind right out if he ever sees me hang out there's too long. Deservedly so, man. Deservedly so. Uh, all right, uh, next listener, we got the the Olive Garden bartender. Oh, let's go. Uh, hey, Joe. Uh, great uh, playing the other week. Uh, just curious uh, about yourself and the entire team, if there's any apprehension or worry if Chile calls up Bofa for the Glendale match. Sorry, can you repeat that? I just missed it. Sorry, uh, just curious if yourself or the entire team has any concern if Chile calls up Bofa for the Glendale match. Oh, hmm. uh, yeah. No, I think we did prepare for for that kind of situation, but at the same time, like I said, the message for this whole week is for us to focus on on, on ourselves and what we can control as a team, you know, and, and, and that's been the message this week, and that's what we're pushing for. Appreciate it, Jeff. Thank you. Great name, by the way. <laughs> Just the love of Olive Garden. Yeah, man. Good drinks. Why not? Uh, Dan, thanks for coming back up. Uh, for Joe again, um, I know you got a lot of rugby years left in your body, but when you do hang up the boots, uh, what do you think you're going to get into? Maybe some coaching, go retire, become a Makai in Samoa, 
Oh, baby, <laughs> so, so, what, do you, what do you think is your plan when you get to that point eventually? Oh, Marlo Lava Uso. Um, thank you uh, for the question. Um, man, that's a tough one. You know, every when you get back in your last year or so or, of rugby, it's that's always the, the lingering question. But I, I think I've kind of found a passion in, in trying to coach a little bit maybe. You know, and kind of just helping out the the young brothers who are around and uh, who want to learn the game. You know, and I'd love to share my experience, especially being in the Premiership and then top fourteen and, and being overseas. Thanks, Dan. So, so Joe, uh, you know, the French are pretty well known for their cuisine. So, when you returned to the states from Lyon, uh, what was the first comfort food place you visited? And don't say Olive Garden. <laughs> no, Olive Garden was my football days. That was that was yeah. a great football time. Um, when I first got up back, I think it was just the sushi, you know, uh, the California rolls, the 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 variety in, in, in sushi that California has to offer. Nice, nice. I, mean, I guess sushi really isn't a big deal over there in France, huh? No, they're big on their baguettes and snails. <laughs> <laughs> Well, speaking of the French now, that French Barbarians match, you know, how familiar were you with the guys in the Barbarians squad? Yeah, it was it was actually pretty cool to, to see because I'm the guy that I scrummed against um, that came off the bench the same time I did. Mm-hmm. Um, he was my teammate over in Lyon. And so uh-huh. he was one of my close friends that, you know, one of the ones that I really got along with when I was in Lyon. And, um, yeah, it was it, it, it was kind of... I kind of got mixed in, in language a little bit. I started speaking French a little bit to the ref, and and I was, you know, hearing them and their comms, and, and I was telling, I was kind of relaying what they were saying to the boys. And yeah, I mean, it, it's always amazing to kind of kind of understand when you're playing against a foreign country. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> All right, uh, next listener, Aggie. Hey Joe, Nick here again. Just wanted to. Uh, so this is more of a serious question. Your 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 uh, careers spanned a pretty interesting time in the domestic game here in the U.S. So I kind of wanted to get your uh, insight into how you think uh, the domestic game has changed, having been able to see uh, both pro and now MLR uh, later in your career. And uh, good luck in the game this week. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to be there. I meant to. I had tickets and wasn't able to go. Unfortunately, I'm going to be in the goal. So, good luck. Oh, man. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for the question, man. I mean, it's crazy. I, a lot of people don't even remember the pro rugby when it when it first happened. But, um, yeah, it's just amazing to see the amount of professionalism. Um, when I first landed and I was part of the Guillotinis, I mean, that, that's credit to Alana that was at um, our manager there. But you can also see in the MLR, the organization, and how organized everything was when it came to flights, when it came to hotels. And, you know, aside from that, even the rugby was even better. You know, you had more top-name guys come over and, and kind of share their experiences with the, the locals, the local players, the local grown players. And uh, I see nothing but up for them a lot at the moment. And, and it's it's always good when you get a lot of experience to come over. Guys who have played overseas, whether foreign or an eagle, you know, um, to get them over and share that kind of experience to the, the guys who haven't been overseas yet or are looking to do the so, uh, that's something that, that, you know, can help USA Rugby overall. 
Well, Joe, we're going to wrap it up here with a few questions here. Um, and while we have David in the room listening, we'll start off with these. Who's faster, right. you or David? Oh, that's easy. Easily. It's easily me. Or else easy. David would play hooker. I mean, I, that's why he's playing. I mean, there's a good scrummager at prop, but. Oh, God, here it comes. Let's, let's see what he says. Let's get an input here. Go ahead, David. What do you think, David? All right, it was really slow to get on the mic. Yeah. See exactly, slow the mic and slow on the on the field. That's why. <laughs> All right, I don't oh, know what kind of false lies he's throwing out here, but that is totally not true. <laughs> um, we can pull up the stats here. Um, I'm as quick, if not faster, than Ruben DeHaas. Put that on the record. Thank you. <laughs> oh wow! Wow! <laughs> oh man! See, this is what I love about our our, our young. Younger Eagles who are coming up, guys like him and Ruben Dahas, the confidence they carry, you know, that's what you want in the team. And Swagger. How to, you know, <laughs> so that's it. All right, who speaks better French? Oh, of course, David. David, I'll give it to David. David's been there for four or <laughs> three years, I, I guess now. Three or four. He's going on four. So, yeah. Nice. Love his French. It's good. Nice. All right, who hits harder? Oh, we've never really ran at each other. But if we were in sports science and you could yep. test dummy, I think I'd win that. You're welcome, David. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Listen, guys. Um, Big Joe, thank you so much for joining us tonight. I know you've been on listening for the whole hour. It's just been a joy having you. Um, good luck on Saturday. Awesome. Thanks so much, Bill. Oh, who's <laughs> All right, buddy. Good luck. And we'll talk to you again soon. Sounds good. All right, everyone else, thank you so much for listening in. Uh, join us each Thursday for the next USA Rugby Happy Hour Live. We'll be back next Thursday to talk about the final Chile-USA match. And hopefully with great news, I'm confident we'll have great news. Thank you, everybody. Good night. <laughs>